And the Emmy goes to. 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an episode of Next Best Series, part of the Next Best Picture Podcast umbrella. I am your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording, 9.06 p.m., July 10th, 2019, six days before the Emmy nominations. And that is what we are going to be going over today is we are going to be giving you our predictions for the 2019 Emmy Awards. Here to help me do that, I have Michael Schwartz. Oscars, Tonys, Emmys, we do it all around here. Not Grammys. Want to just throw that out there. I mean, music is way too subjective. Who can do that? (laughs) (laughs) Tom O'Brien. Happy Emmy week, everybody. And Ryan C. Showers. Let's do this. Let's do it indeed. Let's go. Let's hit the ground running. Let's start off with our first category over here. First one, Variety Sketch Series. I'll start us off. I am going to predict for the six nominees... Saturday Night Live, of course. Uh, Then after that, uh, Documentary Now, Who is America, At Home with Amy Sedaris, Drunk History, and Tracy Ullman's Show. Anyone got anything different than that? Nope. Those are my six. Me too. Okay. Anyone have anything that they, uh, just from a personal standpoint, want to throw out there? Or is that like concrete? I mean, it's pretty much SNL, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, it's like SNL and then there's like five other nominees. <laughs> yeah. I think Documentary Now might give it a little more of a run than they've had recently because they had two very big episodes. Yeah. Uh, one one on company, the uh, recording uh, original cast of company, which is was very funny. And uh, one with Kate Blanchett in which she was brilliant. Yeah. So. yeah they were both awesome. I want to also just uh, preface by saying that uh, we're going to try our best to not talk about winners on this episode. We'll save that for when the nominees are actually announced. And of course, we'll give our predictions then. We're just talking predictions here for nominations. So moving on to Variety Talk Series, let's toss it off over to Michael. Michael, what do you got in Variety Talk Series? I have The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Late Show with James Corden, Full Frontal with Samantha B, and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Hmm. Do you think you think Seth is getting in? Okay. Yeah, I think he's been on a bit of a rise lately, and people tend to like him. He hosted SNL. He's gotten political over the last year. I think he's uh, going to fill the Jimmy Fallon slot. We don't think that Trevor Noah could get in there? Uh, Trevor Noah for as woke as he is has a lot of uh, a lot of people against him that was some shade I understand that but like within the industry you don't think that that he can still ride some goodwill not above Seth Meyers okay he he was nominated last year so that would be a big bump if he gets bumped out yeah, uh, I agree I, I think I would really love to see Seth Meyers in because he he did a great job can't stay up that late, but I've, I've seen it in clips, and he's <laughs> terrific. Uh, you know, oh, man, because I had Trev- Trevor Noah in there, but I have to admit, too, I really do like Seth Meyers. And I, I agree with you. I think that if he's going to get in, yeah, uh, you know what? I'll go with that. I'll go with that same pick. Sure. I mean, everything else just feels like a foregone conclusion now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I struggled with this today whenever I was finalizing this because you guys are right. There is something in the air about Seth Meyers, but I do think um, Trevor Noah stays. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, we're not bumping anyone else like James Corden. We think he's pretty safe. It's really yeah. Seth or Trevor. That's where we're at. Watch, yeah. um, <laughs> watch Seth, Seth Myers bump Samantha B, and then we have like all dudes. Yeah, watch it happen because you know the world is fucked up. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to reality host Ryan. Okay, so I have um, RuPaul for mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race, Jane Lynch um, for. Hollywood Game Night. I have Queer Eye. I have Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman for making it. And I have Ellen for Ellen's Game of Games. Are there five or six here? Uh, five, from what I understand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those, no, that's those, it. That, those, those are your five, five as well? Too. Yep. That seems like an easy category. Nobody thinks United Shades of America? If they bump anyone, that'll be the sixth. But uh, I, I think those five sound pretty safe. Okay. All right. Uh, competition program. Tom. Okay, let's see. We've got um, RuPaul's Drag Race, The Amazing Race, The Voice, Top Chef. I have The Masked Singer hmm. and American Ninja Warrior. The Masked Singer is not a bad call because that was very popular this season. I just don't know how popular it is with the critics in the Academy. Instead of the masked singer, I have Ellen's game of games. Well, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You have it getting in. Uh, okay, I see what you mean. Gotcha. I for a Instead minute I thought you were on singer. the uh, last category. Still, no. I got. I got gotcha. Uh Top Chef. Yeah, RuPaul. Amazing Race. Voice. American Ninja Warrior. Uh I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't know anything about the masked singer. Can someone like? Is that a safe choice or? It, it's a show. Are you ready for this match? Mm-hmm. It's on Fox. <laughs> And it's based on a Asian series. I forget what country it comes from specifically, but it's a show where celebrities come on stage dressed in like crazy costumes, like masks, like one's dressed as a peacock, one's dressed as, I don't even know what they're dressed as sometimes. And they lip sync to like popular pop songs. And each week it's up for the audience and the judges. It's like Ken Jeong and all these other celebrity, like C-list celebrities, mm-hmm. to guess who the person behind the mask is. And it turns out it's people like Donny Osmond or Terry Bradshaw. Uh, whatever. This is not something I would it's watch. sort of nonsense, but it took the ratings by storm this past year. Well, if that's the case and it was the talk of the town, then yeah, I'll say it gets in. Why not? Me, me too. I have trouble saying what gets in that final slot, so that sounds that sounds hot. Why not? It's as wacky as it sounds. Yeah. All right. I got movie supporting actor. Uh, this is tough. I mean, admittedly, this is really tough. Mm-hmm. Well, all these categories for the movie, the limited series are going to be like uh, tooth and nail of who gets in. I mean, I think we're going to have some variations for, with these categories. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. This is uh, all right. Here we go. I'm going to just I'm going to just go for it. And to your point, Ryan, it feels like it could be there could be so many different combinations so all right george clooney catch 22 eric lang escape at danamora stellan skarsgård chernobyl michael kenneth williams for when they see us paul dano escape at danamora and ben wishaw a very english scandal so we differ on one here Mm -hmm. i actually don't have george clooney getting in really Okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of those things where everyone predicts him because he's such a big name. Well, that's exactly why I'm doing it. Doing the series Mm -hmm. that I actually I haven't seen Catch Twenty Two yet. I hear it's a decent, if not exceptional. 
But the person people seem to talk about is Kyle Chandler, and that's who I have getting in the sixth yeah. slot. Well, you know, he is also an Emmy winner for Friday Night Lights. Obviously, he is beloved within the Television Academy. He's gotten a nomination before for Bloodline, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he's sort of a favorite with them. You know what? That's actually not a bad call. I wasn't thinking of that. That's true. Yeah. Mm. So I, I, I have him as well, but I don't have Skarsgård. Really? But He's I, so good why? in Chernobyl. I know, no, I'm not talking about the quality. Yeah, but um, um, I, I put in uh, Norbert Leo Butts as Patty Chayefsky. <laughs> That's a good choice, too. Yeah, that is a really good one. I struggle with that, Tom. I think if he had had one more scene, that yeah. could have done it. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Michael? I, I like your choice of Chandler over Clooney. Um, I'm going to go with that as well, just because within the Television Academy, that makes more sense. If this was like an Oscar conversation i'd be picking clooney well and i I forget was george clooney nominated um for er a lot you mean like versus at all i forget zero or like juliana margulies was in er and she was nominated for every year that she was on was george clooney similarly yeah no i think he was nominated a couple of times okay well, ER was so long ago. Kyle Chandler is more of the man of the moment. So I, I agree. And Michael, I have the same exact six. He got two nominations for ER, 95 and 96. Okay. Does anyone think that um, John Leguizamo could contend in here for uh, When They See Us? Or this is definitely just Michael Kenneth Williams? I think he's right on the bubble. He got in last year for uh, Waco, which was a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. The only one, other one I'm mulling over is Gerald McRaney for Deadwood. Yeah. They love him. They do. They do. And if Deadwood is really, really popular with the Television Academy, as I suspect it might be for both the fact that it it, it was a good movie and the nostalgia for the series. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he's very, very popular. Uh, recent winner for This Is Us. Yeah. Uh, man, that's the, hmm. I just don't know who to take out. Well, here's a question I want to pose to you all about Escape of Denimora. Do we think that it will get two nominations here? Yes. There is a lot of circulation <laughs> online that uh, um, I, uh, that Escape of Denimora may not pan out with Emmy voters. I don't understand the argument myself, but I do think we should address it. I think they're both going to get in. If one were to fall out, it would be Eric Lang, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I think they're both so good and giving such different performances. You know, if they were just Paul Dano and Benicio Del Toro together, they're similar parts. But Eric Lang is the emotional backbone of that show. Well, until episode six. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's who you are, dude. Yeah. And and, and uh, for Denimora, the FYI campaign has been really intense. Yeah, I, I suspect Denimora is going to be a uh, pr- it's going to get a good haul, I think, in terms of its nominations, personally. Uh, yeah, other than that, I got I got no one else to really uh, talk about here. OK, uh, movie supporting actress Ryan. All right. Well, I have Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects. I have Patricia Arquette for The Act, Emily Watson for Chernobyl, Eliza Scanlon for Sharp Objects. Vera Farmiga for When They See Us, and Marla Gibbs for Live in Front of a Studio Audience. This one's really tough for that final slot. You know, I just watched Marla Gibbs' interview today, and she is really gunning for this nomination. At the same time, she was only in it for like two minutes. Yeah. So uh, she's. I think I'm going to have to leave her at six, and for my numbers, sorry, number seven, 
And for my six that I put in with the nominees, I'm going to have a uh, Carmen Yogo from True Detective. You know, oh man, Michael, I'm thinking about doing the same exact thing as well because while True Detective, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a all around contender in some of the major categories. I do feel the acting is definitely the strongest in Carmen Yogo. A, she's good. B, she's also a name, somebody familiar that they can easily check off. Um, I definitely think that the performances in True Detective were worthy of, you know, the conversation. So uh, it's a tough, tough call. Yeah, I, I think she's if Carmeny Jogo gets in, I think it's a name check. I don't I, I think that if True Detective is I, I think how it's going to pan out for True Detective is it'll be Mahershala and Tech, maybe like four Tech, not maybe five nominations total. I I don't think so. I thought she was going to get in before I watched the season, um, but after I watched the season, I I was uh, I, I ran away from predicting that. I yeah. don't think she's I, I I don't think she's worthy, but I also don't think she does enough in her scenes for people to have the passion to vote for her. I don't know. She's got some pretty good scenes with Mahershala, you know, where she's highly emoting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's someone else to consider here is Robin Weigert from Deadwood the movie. Yep. Not only is she a previous nominee from Deadwood, but she's also giving a terrific performance in Big Little Lies right now. Uh, it's so tough. It's so, so tough with Deadwood. I, I don't know what to make of that in these in these races. I, I'm, I'm still very, very confused about how hard they are going to go for this, you know? Well, and plus, it's a movies don't do as well as limited series in these acting categories. No, that is true. The, my, my sixth is, um, based on snob appeal only, is Emma Thompson in King Lear. Which I, I have to, I, I, I got to just throw this out there. Has anybody watched King Lear? And when I say anybody, I'm not talking about on this podcast. I'm talking about like in life. Well, Zag I know voters. It got nominations there. And people have watched Late Night, which came out in the any voting. And they're right. watching years and years right now, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. So you know what, then uh, let's do this. Um, I'll I'll do Patricia Clarkson, Patricia Arquette, Emily Watson, Vera Farmiga, Emma Thompson and Carmen Ijogo. I don't think that I don't think that two sharp objects ladies are getting in there. Yeah, nor, nor do I. OK, movie mini actor. We are moving over to, oh man, Michael, who do you have? I have Mahershala Ali, True Detective, Sam Rockwell, Fossey Verdon, Hugh Grant, A Very English Scandal, Benicio Del Toro, Escape at Danamora, Ian McShane, Deadwood, and Jared Harris, Chernobyl. Oh man. Those are my six in that order. Oh my God. (laughs) I just, like, I'm having a very 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 hard time coming to grips with letting Jarrell Jerome go for when they see us well so I actually whenever I was doing my final predictions today I I think I don't know it's hard for me to I feel like it's hypocritical to predict when they see us in these two supporting categories uh, and in lead actress whenever we get to it but not predict him based on the idea of okay well they didn't watch it, but okay. I but I, I don't I don't know. I think I'm starting to think that Benicio misses and Jerome Jerome gets in. Why would Benicio miss? I don't know. I just think uh, the other five are solid, and I think he he I think he was probably I think he's the weakest link. I don't know. 
The thing about his performance is he's very good, but you almost need to watch it with subtitles on because he's talking like very quietly the whole time. And that's the character. I get it. He's doing a great job with it. But you really have to be paying full attention to you know understand everything that's going on with him. And and just to be clear, Michael, I, I just want to make sure I got this right. You didn't say Hugh Grant for a very English scandal, did you? Yes, I did. He's my oh, number you did. Three. Okay, you did. All right, I just want to make sure. Oh my God, this category. Um, this is this is a category that's been giving me nightmares. Um, like, because uh, I don't know who to let go. I and and then and then I keep defaulting to, if you don't know who to let go, then that means that you You're should just. Well, that means I should just keep these six, not predict Jarrell Jerome. And if he gets in, it'll suck for whoever misses. You know what I mean? But, man, will I be just so happy for him. <laughs> and for the record, you know, I am not predicting him. I'm predicting Benicio. But I think if Gerald Jerome does happen to get in through Netflix's aggressive campaigning, I think Benicio is the one that goes. I could really, really see a world where Jared Harris misses. Yeah. Oh, I know. Cool. I know. Because he's so, so good in that final episode. He missed for The Crown. Did he ever get in for Mad Men? No, I don't, I, no. I, I don't think no. he did. Not oh for the Suicide episodes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the tough thing about When They See Us, it was released on May 31st, and voting came right after that, so you really had to hustle to see it. I mean, luckily for them, there was only four episodes, so not much of a commitment. I would also keep an eye out here for Benedict Cumberbatch. I misspoke. But I misspoke. By the way, he was nominated for Mad Men. I apologize. I okay. Well, thank goodness for that because that yeah. would have been a shanda, as we say. Yeah, I, uh, I, I completely Benedict forgot Cumberbatch about that. For Brexit, I would keep an eye out for, as well as Peter Dinklage for my dinner with Arabe. I actually had Peter Dinklage in here for the longest time after Game of Thrones, the finale. So I, I, I was convinced they're going to be on a sugar high with. Game of Thrones and Dinklage, but then what I, about uh, Anthony Hopkins and King Lear to match uh, Emma Thompson? Yawn. Yawn as in. Yawn as in I fell asleep. We're nominating Gerald Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that if the uh, category was weaker, he could get in on uh, name recognition. I agree. Okay. He was the one that got the SAG nomination, right? It wasn't Emma Thompson. I believe he did get the nomination. You're asking me to think back way too far, Michael. Yeah. Um, yes, he did. I just looked it up. She did not get the nomination. Anthony Hopkins did. And he lost to Darren Chris. What if Mahershala misses? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. I'm just throwing I'm just trying to figure out no. scenarios well, here, people. <laughs> I can see Sam Rockwell missing before Mahershala. No, and I just I can't see Sam Rockwell missing either. Like I remember it's not going to happen. I'm just saying if no. one of them is to miss, uh, that's how confident I am in Mahershala. Maybe Hugh Grant misses, which would be horrible. I mean, I think it's his best performance ever. I, and I would feel so bad for Hugh Grant to deliver his best performance in television and his best performance in film and get snubbed for both. <laughs> At the Emmys and the Oscars. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know what? Let's stick with the six. Uh, Jarrell Jerome, I, I, I mean, and you know what? It's nothing against the performance or nothing against the name rec- lack of name recognition. I think it would have everything to do with to um, whoever just made this point. Uh, the voting period. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Well, and s- since we're on the topic of the voting period, and this will probably inform the next two categories, I have this theory about the Emmys and the voting period and how it's kind of going, and I think that we should all keep this in mind when making our predictions. I think the series that came out long ago, like Sharp Objects and Escape of Denimora, voters have had time to actually 
see these shows. Like, and voters typically vote for what they what they've actually seen. It's the Harvey Weinstein um, philosophy of getting Jackie Weaver nominated. You show everybody Silver Lang's playbook, and enough people will write her in. I think, but whereas these these other shows like Chernobyl and When They See Us, I could see them not having a huge nomination count on uh, next next week, but they will probably compete for the wins down the line. Whereas because they're fresher, whereas Sharp Objects, Escape Agenda More, and the older um, series, they won't compete for the wins even if they get more nominations. Does that make sense? It like, makes it's sense. Kind of like two waves, <clears throat> and I th- that's why I predicted two Sharp Objects. Um, women for supporting actress and um i I just i think we're gonna see that weird balance like the two phases of the cycle because there's so much this year too voting's gonna be scattered and uh, to begin with let alone when people haven't seen shows that came out a week before voting started all right movie mini actress whose turn is it it's my turn tom take us away is it five or six here? Six. 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 Okay. I have Patricia Arquette for Escape, uh, Michelle Williams for Fosse Verdon, Amy Adams for Sharp Objects, Joey King for The Act, uh, Nisi Nash for When They See Us, and I'm I'm torn between Emma Thompson, Emma Stone, excuse me, for Maniac, or Marissa Tomei for Live in Front of a Studio Audience. Hmm. I say go with Marissa Tomei. Uh, I don't think anyone really responded to Maniac and Marissa Tomei, ABC. There was a big push for that, and I think people really like that special. Um, well, I if you say Juliana Margulies, you were going to, weren't you, Ryan? Well, no. So what I was going to say was, <laughs> no, I wanted to first take first take issue with Joey King. Okay. Um, I don't. I think the act is not. Uh, besides um, Patricia Arquette and maybe like a makeup nomination. I think the act is not going to be in the Emmy wheelhouse. I think the Emmy voters, especially the older voters, are going to kind of look down at look down at it. Um, and I uh, and I think Joey King happens to be, and I think she gives a really um, an, an overt performance, but she's in a category with heavyweights like Matt Julianna Margulies, who has won three Emmys. Um, and Ruth Wilson. She isn't. She has like this thing where she's playing her grandmother, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if yes, it's yes. her grandmother or so, great-grandmother or something like that. Yeah. And, and yeah. So I – going back to my original point, I, I know a lot of people are tempted to predict Joey King. And I, I've had her in there for a while. But after I watched the act, I decided to take her out. Um, and I mulled over this category for a long time uh, because there are so many options. It, we have there's a wealth of people who are gonna who could be nominated, but I have the the amazing three: um, Amy, Michelle, and Patricia. I have Nisi Nash because you know Nisi Nash's category placement here makes me mad because she could be a, a shoe in for the win and best supporting for the final episode of that miniseries. But whatever. So then after that, for the final two, I have Ruth Wilson for Mrs. Wilson for the reason we just mentioned. She's playing her grandmother. It's a really it's a showcase for her she's great um and i do have joel's because the hot zone was had a huge campaign and they campaigned in a different way than most M- M- fyc's go th- how how most go through they campaigned in different areas in the in the country and national Ge- geographic has done well in the past with nominations 
Jules is, she's won three Emmys. She has 10 nominations. She's a huge name in the Academy. I think she slips through. I will keep Joey King, but I will move Juliana Margulies in my sixth slot. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So am I the only one with Marissa Tomei? Tom, did you decide uh, to no, I go did, with I her? Did. I went with Marissa Tomei. Okay. And I also share your uh, uh, argument there, Ryan, that uh, Nisi Nash, I mean, even when I was watching When They See Us, I, it never occurred to me, not even once, that she was the lead or never. a lead, you know? You know what happened? She saw Olivia Coleman win an Oscar and thought, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that last episode of hers, I was shaking in the big in the big oh like, she's incredible in it don't get me wrong and it's so it's such a shame that they they did this because i am a huge sharp objects fan and it's best chance to win anything is patricia clarkson but i would have voted for nisi nash myself if she was in best supporting actress just keep an eye out for wanda sykes also from live in front of a studio audience because she is in both the All in the Family segment and the Jefferson segment, and she's really good in it. All right, best television movie. I have Deadwood, the movie, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, Brexit, King Lear, and Native Son. I don't have Native Son. I have my dinner with Hervé. See now, how can you have that and not have Dinklage? That's where I'm like. That's where I get lost. Because actor is so jam packed. I know. I mean, like, I mean, I know that's the answer. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I have your fir- your first four, Matt, mm-hmm. but then I have the Romanoffs. But you know, Na- Native Son would be. I'm now. Now you're making me think here. Did, yeah. did anyone like the Romanoffs? That's what I was about to say too. I feel like the Romanoffs got a really bad reception, if I remember correctly. It had a big splash when it started, and then nobody ever talked about it again. Mm. Um, Matt, I have your five. Uh, I think. I, I don't know. I, I can't say they're not, they're not absolutely solid, but I think they're that's what the five are going to be. Anything else? That's pretty much it. It's a weak category. Yeah. Let's move over to the really really big one: limited series, no, heavyweight. Michael Schwartz. What do you got here, man? I have Escape at Danamora, Chernobyl, When They See Us, Bossy Verdon, and Sharp Objects. God, why can it? Why why is it only five? It's like, I have a feeling it's actually going to end up more than five because the enemies have a tendency to, you know, switch things. So, you know, if it's like a close vote, they'll go with six, sometimes seven. I've sure. even seen it go to eight. So I would not be surprised to see it expand. If it did go to six, what would it? What would be there? The act. Whoa. Oh. Over yeah. Ryan, I think you're handle? underestimating how big this is going to fall because it hasn't just been like the millennials watching on Hulu and talking about it on social media. Like there was a big push for this on like NPR and I've seen them doing like a lot of, uh, you know, press that hits a different type of demographic. And I think people have really responded to this show. It's one of the shows that has really broken through into the public discourse. You know, we should have a, we should have a category for best popular series. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so you think I, the act has more of a chance than a very English scandal? See, because yeah, that's where I my mind was very going. English scandal was a great show, but it was very niche, and it was a year ago. So, if it if Stephen Frears gets nominated, if the if the writing gets nominated, if the two actors get nominated, it's going to miss series over the act. I did see that. Yeah, that's that's where my mind is going to. Well, I think I the mean, act is also going to get into some of these writing categories. And so, also, too, yeah, let's I, let's also be clear. Let's also be clear. There's only five nominees. 
And right. Michael is saying if there was a six, it would be the act. So the, the act doesn't even get in either way. <laughs> no. No. Well, neither does very English scandal in my system. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I do think the five. I do think the five are so so like above and beyond, in my opinion. Yeah. That it, it's like the core five. I, I really yeah. cannot see either one of them missing. I think and we didn't expect this. Like even two months ago, when I wrote the piece about contenders to consider. I didn't even include Chernobyl in the whole thing because no one knew this was going to take off the way that it did. No, I, I think this is the best category. Oh, all yeah, absolutely. Honestly, if down the road, like if there is a big change in the industry, like some are predicting, um, where all the talent uh, is drained from the film industry and is doing television, it will be in this category. And I feel like this will be the year we look back on and be like, oh, wow, this was the, the real start of change. Um, because honestly, if these are, if those are the five nominees, I think that's stronger than any best picture lineup we've had in the past decade. So I agree. Ryan drama guest actor. Oh gosh. Okay. You know, I hate doing the guest. Uh, well, guest we're going actor. in order here. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying, cause it, they're so random. There are so many people. There's no logic really behind it. You know, you try to apply logic based on past, um, nominees and you get shot down so yeah it's it is tough it's tough so i have bradley whitford for the handmaid's tale um dermont um mul rooney for homecoming um i have um kumal um Nanjanami for the hot zone not not the hot zone the twilight zone (laughs) (laughs) on the brain Um, i have chris maloney for pose and I have Alan Alda and Titus Burgess for The Good Fight. Wow. We have almost no crossover there. Yeah, that's I what I was about to say, too. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I really don't feel good about any of these guest predict- predictions in drama or comedy. So I'm just spitballing. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't have Titus Burgess for The Good Fight. I did. I said, oh, Alan I'm sorry. I must have, I missed a mistake. I apologize. I have uh, Bradley Whitford, The Handmaid's Tale. I do, too. Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us. I have him, too. Me too. Michael McKean, Better Call Saul. Yes, definitely. Me too. James Cromwell, Succession. Yep. Yep. Dennis O'Hara, This Is Us. <clears throat> that's where that's where I, I lose you. Okay. And no. Titus Burgess for The Good Fight. You see, I have Alan okay. Alda for The Good Fight. Yeah. Alan Alda is a weird one because that's actually a holdover nomination from last season because it premiered after the cutoff. Yeah. It's not for season three. And Alan Alda is really good in it. I mean, it's Alan Alda, he's an Emmy favorite. I just wonder if they're going to actually remember this episode from a year ago when season three is what's in their mind now. I mean, they did remember Game of Thrones season seven a year later, so. Yeah, but they didn't have another season in between. That's true. It was, they, when they weren't looking at two seasons at the same time. It's I'm, like with The Handmaid's Tale, Bradley Whitford is a holdover from season two, and then you also had season three premiering, but that's for a different Emmy season. Season three of The Good Fight is premiering during the window, so both of them are eligible. What about, honestly, you know, I think it's a really good show, and I would, it would kill me to not see it get uh, listed elsewhere. Pose. Christopher Maloney. Pose is outstanding. Yeah. But well, I, I just watched the episode from last night. I think it's the best episode of the series so far. I well, think that is a really fantastic show, but I cannot tell you what Christopher Maloney did in his guest spot from last summer. Too much time has passed for me to even remember what he did on that show. 
See, I have him, but I, I don't feel super great about it. I think he was only nominated once. I mean, I know he's a name, but like, if, my, if that's Michael's interpretation, like, I mean, more power. I, I think I, I'm dropping him and putting in Jones for This Is Us. So, yeah. Tom Rett, do you watch Pose? Do you remember what he did on that he show? Was the, he was the uh, lover of Electra. Okay. So, was yeah. there like a one episode thing that he was doing? It was, yeah, he was in a two. It two was short. It was, it was okay. very See, short. It was so long ago, it just didn't really make an impact. And any, anything with Electra, she steals it. You know, you don't think of anyone else but her. Yeah. Um, just, just when he popped up, it was like, okay, that's, that's the Chris Maloney. I know he's in this show. That's good. I, I have him in sixth, but I can definitely be talked out of it. I know I, pr- I put two actors from the good fight in, um, but I do. And I, I do think this is the year where it finally does break through and Christine Bransky is nominated a spoiler alert, but I could see both of them missing. I could see it being a complete shutout CBS all access. It's not cool for the Emmys. And two other random people are are nominated. You know, it does take the Emmys sometimes a while to catch on to a show that especially is building more and more momentum the longer it stays on. So I do think there is some weight to that. I don't feel comfortable predicting two. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I, I don't like my predictions here. I, I, I don't like anyone's predictions here. I, I, I think that it's, I think we're all going to be doomed to fail, honestly. <laughs> That's just the way it goes for these guest categories. Yeah. Well, let's keep them rolling. Guest actress. That's, that's my, my, that's mine. Yes, so. sir. So I'm, I'm the sacrificial lamb on this one. So let's see. I have Jerry Jones for The Handmaid's Tale. Um, Carice Van Houten for Game of Thrones. Uh, Jessica Lange for Horror Story Apocalypse. Uh, Felicia Rashad for This Is Us. Cicely Tyson for How to Get Away with Murder. And Connie Britton for Horror Story Apocalypse. We are so, so similar, Tom, with the exception of one. Instead of uh, the one from Game of Thrones, I have Sandra Bernhardt from Pose because she's now a recurring character in season two. And I think as they're watching season two, they'll remember her and give her a nomination here. Yeah, that's one one advantage the pose has is it running right now. Yeah, well, well, she's Andrew Picard. I have the same um, as Tom, uh, all six. Um, one, but speaking of Connie Britton, a lot of people have her predicted for um, movie mini actress. So the reason why I put her high on my list here is because I don't think she's going to get in there. She'll get in here instead. I who do I have? Uh, I got Sherry. <sighs> I got Carice, Cicely, Jessica. What I got two more. Okay. Uh, oh God. Uh, all right, Connie, Connie Britton, mm-hmm. and oh man, Felicia Rashad or Sandra Bernhardt. Basically, that's it. <sighs> Not going to be Laverne Cox. Yeah, no, it won't be. Felicia Vershad, because a lot of people think that This Is Us is something that is constantly uh, dwindling a little bit, I would say. Um, I think that it it can still remain a factor in the guest categories. Okay. So I'm I'm alone on the Sandra Bernhard Island? Yeah. Wow. Not a bad island to be on, though. No, it's not bad. Let's see what happens there. Drama supporting actor. Okay, so for here, I've got... My God, this was another one that gave me a lot of headaches. Here we go. I'm going to 
stretch it out. Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Nikolai Costa-Waldo, Game of Thrones. Bobby Cannavale for Homecoming. Peter Mullen for Ozark. And I... Nah, God. I, I, you know, mm, I'm going to go with Michael Kelly for a house of cards. I, I, it's a lazy choice, but I, I, that, I don't know. They, they just, Emmy voters. You were doing so well, Matt. When, Michael when Kelly. Emmy voters like just like something, they just cling on to it forever, you know? So I can see that happening. There is a world where he does get in, but I, think when you have Kieran Culkin for a succession and a Golden yeah. Globe nomination to back that up, I think that's where they're going to go. I, I, you know, I could actually see Kieran bumping out Peter Mullins. I, I would agree with that. I have Matt yeah. six, and I would agree if if he does get in, he bumps Mullins. So. Yeah, I think Mullins gone if uh, with Culkin in. Oh well, so you, were, you you guys are all predicting Peter Mullins? Yeah, I am. No, 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 yeah. I'm not. I, I think Culkin's getting in. Oh, okay. Because of the Globe. Well, you know. Going back to uh, Michael E. Kelly, I, I've, I've been thinking about this because he reminds me of um, Mandy Patinkin for Home uh, for Homeland. Um, I, I, like Matt said, it's kind of a lazy nomination, but they know him. They've nominated him a bunch of times before for this role. Um, the show's fading out. Um, the lead actress probably oh, won't get done. nominated. <laughs> but they, I mean, in fading out in terms of nominations. Yeah. Um, mm. But the lead actress won't get in. So they'll just throw him in there because, you know what, Emmys are full of lazy picks. And this is a perfect example. You know, and and to be quite fair, too, I could also see a world where even without Kevin Spacey in the final season, I could see a world where they just want to just distance themselves from the show altogether. Yeah, my impression well, is already talk- going downhill. Yeah, my impression in talking to other voters is that uh, House of Cards is a real stink bomb. And I think that uh, Michael Kelly may be the only chance the show has. You know what? I, I I actually do not like that final season. And I could live in a world where Michael Kelly misses. So I I actually, I'm going to just make a personal choice here. I'm going to take out Michael Kelly. And I'm going to put in Kieran Culkin. Because I actually think Kieran Culkin deserves to be there. And I really genuinely do like him in that show. So, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. <laughs> I, you know, it's like I'm, I'm begrudgingly putting Michael Kelly in there. But... I really, really want to see Kieran Culkin get in. Really, I, I really, really want to see it happen. Matt, I'm going to remember this conversation for uh, down the down the road and during Oscar season, whenever you yell at which Michael I want Harvey. to which I want to remind you, I take much more seriously than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Uh, drama supporting actress Michael. Okay, get ready for this. We have Lena Headey, Game of Thrones. Julia Garner, Ozark, Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner, Game of Thrones, Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul, and Gwendolyn Christie, Game of Thrones. Yes, I have four Game of Thrones ladies in here. I do not think Gwendolyn Christie's getting in. I don't. I just don't. I don't. Now, here's the thing. I, I didn't watch the final season, but I remember there was one episode where I woke up the next morning, Monday morning, and everyone on Twitter was talking about Gwendolyn Christie this, Gwendolyn Christie that. She's so great. She's she a star. A she's popular. Things. She's on the red carpet. She's everywhere. I think before the show goes out, they're going to want to give her something. And I don't think Susan Kelchie Watson from This Is Us or Chrissy Metz from This Is Us is going to be the one to bump her out. I, I have Fiona Shaw getting in for Killing Eve. That show is not very good. Well, 
objectively though, Killing Eve is on like based on how most shows perform after they have a killer first season, they yes. are usually on the uphill the second year. Just think about how the Handmaid's Tale exploded the second year. I I, even though That's, its quality wasn't as good, I think Fiona is Shaw, Fiona Shaw really that impactful on Killing Eve? And I've seen every episode. I'm asking all you: Do you agree that she's eh, impactful? Or she's, is this, no. she's fine. Yeah, he's Fiona Shaw. I, I think that. <sighs> Here's the thing that I keep coming back to with Game of Thrones, like getting like overly nominated like this much in, in its final run. I understand it's because of the lack of competition. I fully, fully get that. And I would love to see Gwendolyn Christie get in. But I also like have to remind myself that HBO didn't like nominate her. She submitted herself for this. And power to her. I'm very, very happy about that. Michael, I think when you saw people talking about her, I don't think it was because of an episode. I think it was because of that red carpet uh, outfit that she wore. So I, I understand what you mean in terms of buzz. And yes, she deserves it for body of work. And she does have one episode I could very well see her submitting here. I, 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 mm, I. She has two. She was, she had. Well, uh, well, to be clear, I think the one that I'm thinking of is not the one that people want to see her get nominated for. It was something with her writing a letter, wasn't it? Dude, just stop right there. Yeah. Just no, stop. I'm the was awful, but she was, I didn't watch the show. I, I know. I know. <laughs> is nobody really considering Keely Hawes for bodyguard? No. Why? I, I don't think I think it was all around Madden. All right. I agree. Well then, well then you got it. Then I think you, I think you got to default to Fiona Shaw. Well, and she is kind of a default nominee. I do have her in. I don't have Sophie Turner in, um, but I have Gwendolyn in. She just got married to a Jonas brother. They're gonna want. I think I think she's getting in. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I think Sophie's in. But I have Watson of the This Is Us people because she was she was in the same storyline as Felicia Rashad, and I think that was the only. If there's any storyline that popped in uh, This Is Us this year, it was that. Um, so I have her, her instead of one um, woman. I'm just really excited that Rhea Seahorn uh, has a legitimate shot to finally get a nomination for Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's and nice. She's great in that. And I'm just like, it, it reminds me so much of um, from from Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. What's her name? Help me. Anna Gunn. Yeah, Anna Gunn. It reminds me so much of Anna Gunn where it took them a while to like get her nominated. It was like season four. And here's Rhea Seahorn, season four, you know? So it's like following a very similar trajectory there. Well, She's, I feel like I need to get back on board with that show. I uh, stopped a couple years ago and now it seems like it's picking up steam again. It, it's never lost steam. It, it continuously gets better and better every single season. <laughs> so I think, though, I think, though, a lot of the, the reason we're, she got in is that there's a dearth of nominees in this category because The Handmaid's Tale yes. is yep. eligible. Agreed. And The Crown. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know... One last thing on Fiona Shaw. Not that I even I, I don't even like this performance. I'm just saying another reason why I am predicting her. She was in Mrs. Wilson, um, the miniseries. Yeah. And she played a very similar character. So if voters happen to watch that, that just kind of reinforces like Fiona Shaw in their mind. Um, I would love in my my crazy Ryan world for Audrey McDonald to get nominated for the Good Fight. Well, who wouldn't want to see Audrey McDonald but, get a nomination? <laughs> I mean, she's really uh, th- this was her standout season. Like there, the first three episodes belong to her. She is uh, just a powerhouse in these first three episodes of the season. Um, yeah, the, she would totally. I thought it was a terrible season, but I thought she was really bringing it all as she tends to do. But like, she had a she had better writing 
working in her favor this season. Um, so I would love for her to be nominated, but I, I'm not predicting her for the record. Just throwing that out there as an FYC. Good vibrations. Alrighty. Drama, actor, Ryan. Okay. I have Billy Porter, Pose, uh, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Bob Odenkirk, um, Better Call Saul, Richard Madden, Bodyguard, Brian Cox, Succession, and Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Wow, no, this is us. No, I, 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 I don't know. I, I have, I've had him in for the longest time, but I was finalizing these today, and I thought, delete. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, don't, I really that don't was such a it. risky move, Ryan. It is, yep. you know, but I, I don't care. I, mm. I, I, I Rape. take out Kit Harrington, maybe. I don't know. I, you know, shockingly enough, I actually do not have Kit Harrington getting in. Okay. And yeah, I, uh, I, I have Harrington missing for uh, Sterling K. Brown <laughs> because uh, even if uh, Milo uh, Ventimiglia is delivering, you know, arguably stronger work. I just think that Sterling K. Brown is once again like one of those, uh, and he's great too. But just, I think it's just one of those, uh, you know, check the name. He's won before. He'll be a mainstay in this category, I think, for a while. People who win though fall out, and I, I just think of Jules in the good in the Good Wife. She fell out twice despite winning twice for the role. Um, Kira did, did that show win the SAG Ensemble? Closer. Oh yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Fine, I'll take out Kit Harrington and put put him back in tom do you have kid harrington getting in i do um i have i it kills me i took out brian cox yeah no i can't see that if kieran's getting in i i i cannot see cox yeah. to me cox feels very much like when anthony hopkins got in for the first season of westworld and everybody was like wait what like yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, Cox is a really tremendously well respected and great actor. I oh, wouldn't necessarily right. put him on the same yeah. level as Anthony Hopkins, but okay, you talk me out of it. Harrington's out. Cox is. Yeah, it just, it just, it just makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with the why I've held on to Kit Harrington, even though I don't, I don't even, I don't think he gave strong work. I don't think he deserves to be nominated, but I think that Game of Thrones, like. Do you remember, so Sex and the City, whenever it wrapped up, there was such goodwill for that show. I think it got its most nominations for its final season. And all four women were nominated. And I, Kristen, um, Kristen wasn't nominated any time before that. And I just feel like it's gonna, there's going to be a similar effect with Game of Thrones going out. I think they're going to nominate everybody and it's just going to be a big send-off to this monumental show whether they deserve um, it or not whether they deserve yeah. it or not exactly that's interesting and that is something to definitely consider here i i will say this if oh man okay well it mm. now you're pacing yourself with game of thrones i can tell no i i am i i am it's it's literally been for me the weirdest thing seeing I was so entrenched in the fandom for Game of Thrones. You have no freaking idea. We do. And to <laughs> see that fandom turn on this show the way that they did, um, mm. it broke me. And because I still liked it, even though I recognized that the season was not as good as previous seasons, I don't think it's an objectively bad season <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I do wonder how much of that has weaved its way into the conscious minds of voters, even if they, you know, do like it. I wonder if there's just other stuff they just respond to more. And for them, it like Kit, Kit to me feels like that person that's like, yes, he got nominated in supporting one year, one year. 
he got nominated in supporting. I, I can't see the jump to lead as easily for him as it will be for his co-star. Okay. Not in this stack deck. Yeah, because I can't see Bateman missing. I can't see Odenkirk missing. I can't see Madden missing. And I'll be honest, really like, for a while, Porter was on the fringe for me, but I, I, I think he's going to get in there. You know, I actually talked to Billy Porter about awards and the in the award shows that he was and wasn't nominated for in uh-huh. February. It was great. What do you say? Uh, he was uh, he was happy that the Golden Globes were so receptive. He wasn't. Um, uh, there was conversation about the SAG and how they weren't nominated, but I told him that I would be predicting him for um, the Emmys and that he'd be my number one slot. So, and I did list him first. So, if, Billy, if you're listening, hey. Michael? Yeah, I've got Kit Harrington, I've got Sterling K. Brown, and the rest that we just mentioned seem pretty secure. I would also keep an eye out. I'm not, I'm not predicting him, but just keep an eye out for John Krasinski for uh, Jack Ryan, because he did get a SAG nomination. That, yeah, that's like one of those things where I feel that the momentum from A Quiet Place helped that a lot. I agree. I don't know if that has carried over. And plus, SAG isn't always the best um, predictor of the Emmys. The Emmys are its right. own island. And Jack Ryan is much more of a SAG show than an Emmys show. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if he just randomly popped in there, at least there would be a little bit of precedent for it. Okay. Yeah. And not all Emmy voters are actors. No. Well, and Emmys, they're very, like, uh, they, they go with what they know. They don't really nominate based on the quality of the current season like the Golden Globes do. The Golden Globes have their finger on the pulse of every show up and down. The Emmys don't. The Emmys, if you get in once, you're kind of in the club, you're always kind of in the circle. So. Yeah. All right. Drama actress, Tom. Okay. Starting out with Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. Laura Linney for Ozark. Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. Christine Baranski for The Good Fight. And Julia Roberts for Homecoming. So I'm going to be that person here that, against everything we were just saying over in Supporting Actor, I am going with Robin Wright for House of Cards as a thank you for your service. Thanks for all you had to put up with. Here's your nomination. I could totally see that happening. I completely Um, see that, yeah. And you know what? She is, and to be fair, she is very good in this last season. This season around her, maybe crap, but she... She had to carry that. She does. She also directed the finale. Yep. And yeah. and she really maintained a lot of class and grace through that show's nightmare. Yeah. And I think, like Michael said, this could be a, hey, thank you. Um, we noticed how well you handled this, and you were the leader of the of this group. So thank you. And she's been nominated every year for the last yeah. what four seasons of the show, I think. Yeah. All she's been nominated all all five years, I think. Five, that's what it was. Yeah, I don't have Christine Baranski getting in. Not that she's not deserving; she's always great. And I, I just want to see what happens to CBS All Access. And it would just seem weird to me for her to get in for what's arguably the worst season of that show so far. I think season two well, would have been a great place to add her. I don't, Michael. I do think you are. You're not. You're not. You, season three's reviews were just as, good, at least at the beginning, they were just as good as season two's. It did. Towards the end, I'd seen end. a lot of negative press around that, especially like saying the Michael Sheen character dragged it all down. 
Now that's true, but the, mm. the reviews were generally good, and she did get the TCA nomination. The show got in at TCA. Um, there is a lot of goodwill for this show, and honestly, I was very skeptical to predict it because she has been amazing in season one and season two, and she got I got burned by that. Not that I predicted her, but everybody else started predicting her for this season, so I just kind of went along with it. it I, I don't know. You know what? I think it's very, very easy. Uh, I, I think the argument that has been made for Robin Wright makes so much sense that mm-hmm. I have to put her in there with Clark, Comer, Roberts, Linny, and O. I, I, I have to. So no, and because actually, I like I just said, I was resistant to putting Christine Bransky in here because I know CBS All Access has not gone over well with the Emmys so far. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's not going to be Mandy Moore, even though they like This Is Us, and she's had a pretty good season, apparently. I just don't think they're ready to do that yet. See, like, it's so funny to me how uh, an actor with Harrington, Ryan, you're, like, having the exact same battle (laughs) I was having before. (laughs) Because, you know, Thrones, by all accounts, the first two episodes of the final season, you know, good reactions from everybody. And then it just went downhill from there. Honestly, you know who can get in here? And they do this sometimes. They'll nominate someone for a couple of years, then take a break, and then bring them back. I could actually see a world where Viola Davis gets back in for How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, yeah. why not? But I don't feel like that it's show is hot she got necessarily. It last year. She was a guest nominee last year for Scandal. I just don't feel like that show has any momentum anymore. No, it doesn't, but they like hot. seeing her. Mm. Um, what about if what if the pose love is stronger than we think, and MJ Rodriguez gets in there? That would be great. I just don't see room for her. I don't know, maybe Jody Comer falls out. Or or if the House of Cards thing holds true and it's like, we don't want to touch the show at all, even to reward Robin Wright, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I do think that if Christine Baranski does not get in, then I don't think CBS All Access does anything in any major category, in any acting category, including guests. Okay. Seven shows for drama series. And then we still got comedy. <sighs> I know, right? Crazy. Uh, Game of Thrones, Ozark, uh, God, Better Call Saul, Killing Eve, Bodyguard, and you know what? I will, I will say Pose. That's six, isn't it? That's six. Was it? Who am I missing? Double checking. This is us. Oh, yeah, this is us. (laughs) For real? Uh, you know, it's between that and Homecoming for me. Um, I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with Homecoming. That seems to have more, more momentum, I think. Go with Homecoming. So it rocks. We're sort of close. I got Game of Thrones, Ozark, Better Call Saul, This Is Us, Killing Eve, Pose, and Homecoming. No Bodyguard. So I have Succession instead of Bodyguard. Me too. I, I don't see HBO getting two shows in. Well, we've got, we've got two drama actors. Um, we think it's going to get nominated, so that's a good base to work from. I agree, but they've done it before over in comedy. They used to get Silicon Valley and Veep in all the time. They even did it with Curb last year. They had all three. I'm going to I'm going to give you a, this is we're not going over this category necessarily, but I see a world where Bodyguard gets like a directing nomination, Tex, Madden, and yeah, I can I can see it getting in the series too. And I mean. But, oh, man, yeah, you know what? For the same reason, I, I totally forgot about this. For the same reason that Succession and Game of Thrones are two HBO shows, uh, Ozark is there going up against it. 
Oh God. You know what? Yeah. So you know what? Let me let me spread the love amongst the networks here. That's I think I think Ozark is the stronger show. I think it's gonna get in over it. I still think Bodyguard can still get a directing nomination and missing series uh, for the record. But uh, so I'll, I'll just restate that again: Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Better Call Saul, Ozark, This Is Us, Pose, and Homecoming. I yeah. can't believe you guys are hanging on to This Is Us. Like I, This kinda, Is Us is super, super popular. I am Ryan, begrudgingly holding on to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So again, so it's now the we modern have family, family, the drama series. I, I, that's I agree with Michael. That is exactly what it is to me. We have our second um, show for um, best popular series. <laughs> the act. This is us. Let's keep going. We'll find some more. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, moving on now to comedy. So guest actor, Michael. Okay, I really like this category. Or at least what I have predicted there. I have Adam Sandler, Saturday Night Live. John Mulaney, Saturday Night Live. Peter McNichol, Veep. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Bob Newhart, The Big Bang Theory, and Robert De Niro, Saturday Night Live. You know, once again, the guest categories are just so all over the place. It is so, so tough to predict anything here. I think there's one lock out of all that, and it's John Mulaney for Saturday Night Live. I agree with that. Yeah, I, think, I think he actually had the second best episode of the season behind Adam Sandler, who I think was the best host all season. Um, and, you know, I think John Mulaney, also, given his history at SNL, recent history, unlike Sandler, you know, they they were the two biggest ones. They're probably going to get in, but if you had to pick one, I'd say John. Yeah. After my, that, I have a I have a, just my doubts about Robert De Niro. Me too. He does maybe thirty seconds at the top, and that's it. And I, I it would be name recognition only. He's he's wonderful when he pops up, but um, I don't know whether it can sustain enough for an Emmy nomination. So. I have a I have, I have kind of an outside pick. He's not on the top of the gold derby charts, but I have Matt Bomer for Will and Grace. I don't think Will and Grace is going to get any other nominations um, besides this and one other guest acting category. Um, but Matt Bomer is a riot on Will and Grace, and he's uh, he was nominated before. Uh, I think I think it's I, I think it's a a long shot, but will happen. Yeah. I have for my sixth, um, I think the Kaminsky method is going to be right in the Academy's wheelhouse. Agreed. So I have uh, Danny DeVito as a guest Same. actor. Yep. Yeah, he's right there. He's very funny on it. He gives uh, Michael Douglas a prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> and the laughs abound. <laughs> it's that type of show. It's actually very well done. I, I, you know what? Yeah, I, 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 have him in, I have him in there. That, otherwise, I got the exact same. Uh, I have him over De Niro, actually. Michael. Yeah. I'm tempted to swap it out, but I just feel like the whole thing of Robert De Niro playing Robert Mueller with Ben Stiller as Michael Cohen. I think oh, it was fun. It was it great. Was <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I agree. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he got in there. Uh, what about speaking of SNL, Matt Damon? Oh my god. It's really good. I, 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 he is really good. It was very popular. It was super funny. My biggest thing with that is I don't know how much people are going to want to be reminded of that. See, the thing, this is a totally different show, but he's doing Kavanaugh in that cold open that everybody remembers. I think the funnier uh, Brett Kavanaugh impersonation on television is in our cartoon president on Showtime. I, I, I do not. Nope, I did not see that. <laughs> I don't know how, if that overshadows it, if people even watch that show. It's from Stephen Colbert. But uh, who knew we'd live in a world where there are a couple Supreme Court justice parodies going on? 
Uh, Luke Kirby from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's in there for playing uh, Lenny Bruce. All right, comedy guest actress, Ryan. Okay. I have uh, Jane Lynch for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, I have Maya Rudolph um, for The Good Place. I have Sandra Oh for Saturday Night Live. Uh, Wanda Sykes for Blackish. Blythe Danner for Will and, for Will and Grace. Um, and I had, this is a, a weird pick. Um, but I'm going with Courtney Cox for Shameless. Really? Yeah. So you don't have Kate Blanchett or Rachel Brosnahan? No, I, I should probably have Kate Blanchett, but I don't know. She was exceptional in that episode. That was one of the highlights of the television season. I, I also like, yeah, I, can't, I, I have a hard time seeing them turn down an opportunity to nominate Kate okay, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. In a, in a comic. <laughs> Okay, that was I'll like one of the performances of her career in that 30-minute thing that she was doing. She just went and was swinging for the fences. Okay. Well, now, Ryan, what about – did you mention – I'm sorry. Did you mention Christine Baranski for the Big Bang Theory? Uh, I, I, she's she's like – she's number seven for me. Well, I guess now she's number eight I, since I've moved Blanchett up, but – she could get any. It's a weird thing because the Big Bang Theory is sort of back in people's minds this season. It was the final season and it was very well received. I just don't know how hard they're going to go for it. The only the only places I see it showing up are in supporting our guest and Bob Newhart. And I have Baranski in sixth. We're not going to go through a directing category, but I, Big Bang Theory actually is guaranteed a slot there because they have to nominate at least one single or multi-camera series. And that's where it gets in. So, you know, if it starts like a domino effect from there on, maybe she gets in here. Mm-hmm. But it, it all depends on, you know, how much they want to have that nostalgia factor. And uh, Michael, Rachel Brosnahan, you were mentioning uh, for her Saturday Night Live episode, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. But I could see. I, I. I. don't know. I don't like the whole you get nominated in two categories thing. I'm usually not. I'm usually not for that. So, um, I'd like to spread the love. I'm surprised everyone's uh, saying Sandra O oh, because apparently her episode. I didn't see it, but a lot of people said hers was one of the weaker episodes. That's another thing too. It's like I. I. I look at that. And I'm like I don't know if I want to nominate her here. I want to make room, you know, for someone else necessarily. But you know, and I agree. I actually did watch her episode. I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, I. Uh, and I, I don't really want to predict it here, but there's such a Sandra O oh love in the air. I mean, it's almost kind of annoying because I, I do like her. I love her. In fact, I loved her on Grey's Anatomy. I love her on Killing Eve. But everybody is just like falling like on the ground for her, and I think that will that will be represented in this category. Are you describing Sandra O oh or Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> Sandra O. Oh. All right. Oh, and let's not forget that Rachel Brosnahan on SNL. She played Midge Maisel in a segment. L- let's not forget people. <laughs> no comedy supporting actor i forgot who's up i'll take it there you go all <laughs> right uh i have alan arkin for the kaminsky method tony hale for veep henry winkler for barry tony shalhoub for the marvelous mrs Maisel, keenan thompson for saturday night live and matt walsh for veep very close matt walsh uh They've been up and down with him in recent years. And I think that's just because of where the character has gone. You know, he's like a entertainment, uh, entertainment, like a political journalist in uh, the final two seasons. So I could see them going back to him. Instead of him, though, I have Stephen Root for Barry. 
I have uh, Stephen Root as well for Barry. I actually think Barry's going to get a nomination increase from last year. So I have both Henry and uh, Stephen Root both getting in there. Um, I also do not have Keenan Thompson getting in, and I have Titus Burgess in there instead. What about Timothy Simmons, Mr. Vice President? That's very possible. I mean, I think I could definitely I think see he's that. Ever Walsh. Yeah, and and the other good one that I'm I don't I don't have but would love to see get in is uh, Anthony Kerrigan Kerrigan for Barry. Oh, he's uh, so good. Yeah, I would love that. Oh my God, would I love that? He's so funny, but I don't see it happening. No. So, um, you know, Keenan Thompson also that breaks my heart. I want to be I want to predict him so badly. I really, really want to. I don't know. Should I, uh, guys, help me out here? If I really, really want to get Keenan in there, drop Titus. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, but I, the I, thing is, they keep nominating him even when that show seems like it's on life support. That's uh, yeah, and that's my hold up here. I mean, the other the other option is don't assume that they're gonna you know go crazy for Barry and you know just put in Winkler again as the repeat. They're totally gonna go crazy for Barry. I, I know they are. <laughs> I know they are. Barry's going to become like the new Breaking Bad, uh, where pretty soon everybody's going to be watching that show. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I guess I'll leave Keenan off again. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to give a little FYC for Dan Levy uh, in Schitt's Creek. Mm. He's very good. And I think that show is going to show up. We'll talk about that later. But uh, he's one for this category. All right, comedy supporting actress. I have Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. Anna Chalumsky for Veep. Marin Hinkle for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oscar winner Olivia Coleman for Fleabag. And in my final slot, I have... I don't know. Someone help me. <laughs> Sarah Goldberg. 80. Who? Eighty Bryant. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Too many people here. All right. Ryan, who do you have? Sarah Goldberg for Barry. All right. Tom, who do you have? Eighty Bryant for Saturday Night Live. Michael, who do you have? Eighty Bryant or Betty Gilpin. And you know what? Uh, oh, man. It's it's funny because, Ryan, I'm actually kind of like siding with you on the Barry. Uh, you so, should. I, 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 I mean, the episode. Like, those last couple episodes where she is just that, that monologue. And that was exactly what I was going to in terms of like a submission episode. I just don't know if like Rhea Seahorn, if they're going to go all the way. You know what? Actually, I feel better about her than I do Steven Root, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go for it. I don't. Uh, I, I think Betty. I don't think there'll be two um, Maisel actresses. I just think Borstein will get in. And I have Betty Gilpin for Glow in her place. And you're and I actually think Anna, Anna is going to finally win for Veep. That's my pre-prediction. That like you can like come back in like two months and listen to that podcast. But I think she's going to win this category. Well, yeah, because of how they ended that character, she turned into uh, Kelly and Kelly Conway. Yes. All right, comedy actor. Yes, comedy actor. This is mine, right? Yep. Okay, I have Bill Hader for Barry, Michael Douglas for the Kaminsky Method. Ted Danson for The Good Place, Rami Youssef for Rami, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, and Ricky Gervais for Afterlife. Not bad. I So I, I, I'm going to set off a bomb here. Um, I, I think Jim Parsons is coming back. 
Very possible. I think he has a better chance than Jim Carrey. He's my number seven. I have him in place of um, where he. Otherwise, we have the same, Michael. There's a monologue in the finale. It's a touching finale. People watched it. Got good reception. Yeah, that's. He won how many times? Yeah, seriously. Back in the day. Uh, Hater, Douglas, Danson, Cheadle, Anderson, Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go near Anderson with Metal Pole. No, unfortunately, I think the... Wait, wait, you don't think Anderson's going to? I think they're fine nominating that show later on, but uh, he has some trouble going on, so I don't think they're going to get near that. Wait, what trouble? I haven't heard about this. He has uh, some assault stories around. Oh, shit, really? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right, I was only going with him because he gets nominated like every year for this. I did, I did not know that. Well, the story came out in between seasons. There you go. It's definitely not going to be William H. Macy either. No. <laughs> so pretty much just leaves Jim Parsons and Jim Carrey. Don't bet against Ricky Gervais because he got in for Derek and they like him and that show got very uh, good reception. Yeah, all right, fine. I will go against him. Hater, Douglas, Danson, Cheadle, Jim Carrey, Jim Parsons. I don't care. <laughs> okay. No Rami Youssef? Nah. No, I don't think the profile is high enough yet. Maybe that, so maybe season two. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah, well, it could be one of those season two breakouts. Michael, Jumping I took, ahead of the curve. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I took Jim Carrey out because you pushed, you gave you gave us such a a big warning. Like, oh my gosh, you guys should pay attention here. I, know, I really do think it's going to happen. I, I mean, yeah. who's talking about kidding anymore? Yeah. True. Okay. We shall see. Comedy actress? Yeah, comedy actress time. I have Julia. I have Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Allison Janney for Mom. Um, Pamela Adlon for Better Things. Um, I have Kristen Bell for The Good Place, which should be a really fun nomination if she gets in. Um, Natasha Leone for Russian Doll. We're sort of split. Yeah, I, I made some changes yeah. this morning. I have uh, Julia, Rachel, Allison, Natasha. And then for the final two, I have Phoebe Waller uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge for Fleabag, and finally Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. Ooh, those are I wasn't even thinking about them. Wow, Pop Network is really, really pushing Schitt's Creek this year. It's on Netflix. It finally found a following. People are engaged. I think this is the year that it finally breaks into the Television Academy. And as for Fleabag, that's the buzziest show of the comic series. I I think. Russian Doll and Fleabag will definitely be a presence here, for sure. Yeah, huge. I, I think uh, Lily Tomlin falls out this year. Pamela Adlon maybe gets in. I'm not sure. Uh, Allison Bree didn't get in last year. I don't see why they're going to get her in when it's even more competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Allison Janney, though. Kristen Bell, I think Good Place is going to get... Allison Janney's Allison Janney. You know, they Allison Janney. Janney yeah. They couldn't care less about the show. She'll get in regardless. Mm-hmm. And even Kristen Bell, I think The Good Place is going to get in for comedy series. But I think Ted Danson will be the nominee there, and maybe Maya Rudolph. Ted Danson was nominated last year. I feel like Kristen Bell joining him is the natural progression. And there is so much goodwill for her. Like Everybody loves her. She And she's like the face of the industry in, in some, at some points. Like, she's Kristen Bell. I think she'll get in for the final season once Julia is out. I will say this. I do have Kristen Bell in my sixth place. Um, but... Then again, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, uh, you know, and I'm like, 
Uh, you know, like, am I gonna, am I gonna have her miss, miss this time? I, you know, yeah, I think, the, I think it, her time's over. You, you think so too? Yeah, I do. So if that's so if that's the case, then I think it leaves an opening for Kristen Bell. Then. Well, I don't know. I, I have I have Julia. Julia. I've got Brosnahan, Janney, Leon, Wallerbridge, and Adlon. Okay, those that's solid. Yeah. I mean. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is. I mean, it's going to be tough, uh, no matter what. Oh, I'm alone with Shit's Creek here. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, I have heard it's amazing. I and I haven't watched it yet. I Fleabag was the show that my sister was uh, and and Shit's Creek, where she was like, "You need to check both of these out." And I started with Fleabag first. I promise I will get to Shit's Creek eventually. And in Mike and Michael, as a voter, I put in my ballot for writing in a comedy series, and I included Shit's Creek. Thank you, thank you, Tom. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's every little bit that counts, and I think you know. <laughs> Between you and the growing support, I really hope that show makes an impact this year. Tom, take us home. Last category, comedy series. What do you got? Here's the seven I got. Veep, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Barry, The Kaminsky Method, The Good Place, Russian Doll, and Fleabag. That's exactly my seven. I got five of the seven. I don't have Fleabag and I don't have Russian Doll. Instead, I have Glow. And just like we said... Uh, this is us is the one that stays in drama series. I have Blackish staying in comedy series. But you don't have the two leads being nominated. I don't. But I have Wanda Sykes in, and I think it might stand a chance to get in for uh, maybe writing. Mm. It's never gotten I, writing before, and it, did, I oh, it hasn't gotten writing. Ne- never, never been nominated. I voted for it several times. Never, never got in. I scratched that. I thought it got in for like the police brutality episode from a few years ago. Okay, forget that. Uh, I don't know. I just think it stays in because people watch it and it fills the modern family slot. And I can't imagine a year where ABC doesn't get it after all this. And see, I kind of I have Blackish written down on my paper right now, and I for that reason the modern family um, legacy spot of ABC. Um, But I think I'm going to go with Fleabag. In its place. Fleabag uh, so guess... screams actress and writing, maybe even directing. And I could get in here. I'm just not ready to call it. Okay. That's it, right? Wow. I mean, I think when everything is all said and done, it's... I'm not going to talk winners necessarily right now, but it just feels like this entire season has just been an inevitable... Okay, HBO, you guys have ruled the decade... Here are your two wins for your two shows, and you know we can move on into a new era. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what this whole entire season has felt like in so many ways. And with new shows like Russian Doll, Fleabag, uh, Succession, and a couple of others that have like popped up, I'm I'm very uh, excited to see where things move on. And of course, for shows that weren't nominated this year, like The Crown like Stranger Things, like Westworld. I'm excited to see those, you know, make a return next year or or not and see how it all factors. You know, I went, I wanted to mention this when we were at Drama Actress, but I didn't get a chance. I think next year we could have nobody return, including Sandra Oh. I think we could have six new people. When you say that, you're just talking about Drama Actress. Drama Actress specifically, yeah. 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 It's very possible. I think they'll give Sandra Oh her win this year and then... You know, there are so many new shows coming out. And plus, now that you have Big Little Lies in there, this is this category is going to get washed away. Yeah. Yeah. We'll break it all down when we do the winner predictions episode. 
But I do think, of course, Game of Thrones wins with comedy. Or, I'm sorry, comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's of course, with series. comedy. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll win with a drama series that'll be the end of an era there. I don't think Veep has it in the bag. I think the Veep final season sort of came and went without much fanfare. And of course, Julia Louis-Dreyfus will probably take it because she has the great comeback story and she'll win for every season. But I think the buzz is still there with the scope of Mrs. Maisel. I disagree. No. 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 Sorry, Michael. Got nothing else to add to that. And if it's not Maisel, I think it's going to be Barry. I think Veep's in third place. I, I think Barry's time will come. I don't think it's this year. Yeah, no, I think, in fact, I think Barry will be next year. I agree. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I have Barry in second, and I think it can very easily go to first. If Barry's third season uh, tops, uh, you know, if it keeps on building momentum and keeps getting better and better, I, I definitely think it's going to inevitably win at some point, for sure. See, and the thing is, Veep's finale was warmly welcomed compared to Game of Thrones. It was like two different universes. Um I, I think in, with its legacy, I think it's in first place. And I would probably even put Barry above Maisel, even though I thought the, that se- the second season of Maisel was excellent. That, that It feels like so long ago compared to Barry and um, Veep, which were, you know, just weeks ago. Yeah, I think Barry is really hot right now. Very hot. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. Uh, nominations released on the 16th. Uh, we will have another podcast where we will return to uh, talk about our predicted winners and, of course, what made it, what didn't make it in the end. And then we'll have a third and final podcast talking about the ceremony itself once it's all over and the winners. And then we can talk about the future and what is to come. <laughs> Michael, where can I find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at mschwartz95. Ryan? You can find me on Twitter at rcs 8 and Tom. And you can find me on Twitter at Thomas E. O'Brien. And you can find me at Next Best Picture, not Next Best Series. That's what the podcast is, where we are talking the Emmys and television. You can subscribe to us under the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, rate us five stars, leave us a comment, and head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content, including an upcoming review of Stranger Things Season 3. We are still doing Big Little Lies Season 2. That review will finish up once the finale airs and we have other goodies in store for the television audience along with our film content as well thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time